Welcome to the Broncos Blitz. I am Ryan Green. Today we have a special first-time guest popping his cherry on the Broncos Blitz. I'm joined by Ronnie Court. Ronnie, everyone knows you as Ronnie K. Where can, yes. they, where, where, where can they find you? You're all over the place in Denver. Where can they find you specifically? They can find me on Twitter, okay. at Ronnie K Radio. Uh, I am at uh, essentially all the locker rooms and clubhouses, and uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited for this. Okay. I'm <laughs> very excited. <laughs> You're more excited than I might be right now, but that's because you've had coffee and I haven't. Yes, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> so the Broncos played the most important, in quotes, preseason game of the year against the Packers. They won. They're 3-0, um, but I didn't necessarily get any confidence from this team on Saturday. The offense, I, and I told a lot of people this, it looked as though the Broncos did a fantastic job imitating the 2016 Broncos. The offense seemed to stall in the red zone. Third and one seems like the most impossible yardage to gain for this offense. What were your feelings about, you know, kind of the final dress rehearsal before a regular season game for the Broncos? Well, let, let's talk about the positives, and then we'll get into some okay, of the Okay, all right. That's, we'll that's talk a about good the, idea. We'll talk about the positives, and one of those positives being Jamal Charles. Absolutely. We truly did not know what we were going to get until yesterday with Jamal Charles. Yeah. And then, uh, finally, he shows up, and uh, the beauty about it is that mentally... Those injuries that he sustained can be so damaging mm -hmm. on a guy who relies on cutting and speed. And it just didn't look like there was any sort of issues when it came to mentally. He was cutting right. fine. There was still that electric speed. And he brings a lot of good veteran presence to a young running back stable. And more in particular, there was one certain play, I believe it was a second down, where he threw a nasty block yes. on a blitzing linebacker. That stands out because that's the kind of extra intangible that some of these younger running backs just don't have right now mm -hmm. and they badly need that for a guy like Trevor Simeon who's still inexperienced at the quarterback position I don't think Trevor played that all that bad uh, certainly the interception inaccurate yeah. high it was a good read but it was not a great throw yeah. but coming back from the interception was impressive in a two-minute drill uh, leading the drive down the field never looked like he was lost or or uh, uh, the offense was cloudy to him so certainly to see the offensive chemistry the timing routes start to improve a little bit better uh, it was nice to see them get out healthy Yes. Which was obviously yeah. a big thing because certainly... Starter-wise. Yes, yeah. starter-wise, preseason. Uh, you know, the defense is going to be the defense. We we yeah. expect great play from Von Miller. Uh, there's, there's really no worry there. Certainly the defensive line is going to be a major monitor because of how bad they were in the run game last mm -hmm. year. We'll see how greatly improved they were. Uh, and it was also nice to see Jordan Taylor. Uh, yeah. come out and uh, grab a couple catches. I think the moment Trevor Simeon was named the starter is when Jordan Taylor made a got Scored. a spot on this right. team. They they have that indescribable chemistry mm -hmm. that you just can't describe. And Trevor in the locker room spoke very very highly of Jordan Taylor. So mm -hmm. certainly, I think there were positives to yeah. pull from the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, going to Jordan Taylor before. Peyton Manning, Trevor Simeon was the one throwing to Jordan Taylor the most that year, <laughs> especially with practice yeah. by guys and third string guys. Jamal Charles, uh, I'm going to go back to him. You're right. It was, I, and going into the game, I thought it was almost unfair that the Broncos gave him one chance because yeah. I thought they would give him at least one game to get that mental block out, you know, and, and not try and protect your knees. And 
Charles showed up, and that's what the Broncos wanted. They wanted to say, hey, look, if, if you're the veteran and you're the star, you should play when you need to play, and he did. And it was that one, I think it was a 10-yard run where it was the one cut on the right yep. leg. And he stumbled, but I think that's just because it was preseason game. I'm going to give him a pass on that one. But that's the kind of cut that you wanted to see. And you're absolutely right in the pass protection. That was Honestly, something I was surprised about. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not watching too many Kansas City Chiefs games, but you think about Jamal Charles, you think about the speed back, you know, out of the backfield catch and passes. You don't really think of pass blocking. And so Trevor Simeon got the shit beat out of him last year. So hopefully having a Jamal Charles there to at least stop or slow down a blitzing linebacker is going to be good. But like you said, there's still some things to worry about. Uh, the offensive line, while I think is better in terms of the run game, I saw a lot of positives on the run game. Sure. The pass protection is still just a little iffy for me. And I, I still think there's a lot of unanswered questions. I think I think defensively you're 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 set, but I'm I'm still a little I still haven't seen what I need to see in the run defense to say okay they are they will be vastly improved. Sure. You know we've played they've played uh, the Bears, the Niners, and the Packers. The Packers were the best one, and I thought Ty Montgomery had kind of a nice game. So, all right, so looking forward, uh, let's let's hit on the fourth preseason game before we look ahead sure. to the regular season game. Is there anyone that comes to mind immediately where you're like, this game is probably going to either give them a roster spot or not? Uh, immediately that comes to mind. Um, some of the defenders uh, who have been playing very, very well, mm -hmm. uh, more of statement games to try to finish off a, a very good preseason. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going to assume uh, Edibali is actually going to get a little bit of run. Mm -hmm. He has been having a pretty a solid uh, preseason game. We saw Vontarius Dora uh, play yeah. very well and uh, would like to see him kind of put a stamp of approval mm -hmm. on that. Uh, so certainly on the defensive side, I'm going to be interested to see work because, again, the starters, we know what they bring. Yeah. They're 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 set. They're ready for preseason mm -hmm. regular or regular season. The regular season can't come soon enough. For them. <laughs> I know. So certainly to see some of that depth because there is a little bit of that worry. I think that while it is improved on the defensive line side, I guess you could really talk about the trenches the same way. They are improved, yeah. but because they were bad and they were so bad, especially on the offensive line side last year defense against the run, those versatile running backs. I mean, we saw it last year with Atlanta where they just absolutely torched yeah. the Broncos. Ty Montgomery, kind of that same yeah. versatile catches out of the backfield. You know, it's mm -hmm. nice when you have Aaron Rodgers yeah. also as your quarterback, yeah. but certainly a versatile running back uh, that can hurt them well. I think Shelby Harris uh, has made the team, yes. but certainly would like to see a, another one uh -huh. of those stamp of approval confirmation games from him right. to really kind of finish off what's been a pretty good preseason. Yeah, he had a good preseason game against the Bears, and then I think he may have been possibly the best, or had the best performance on Saturday night against yeah. the Packers. I mean, seven solo tackles, ton of sacks. Uh, it's, it, you know, you, but at the same time, like, you know, you saw Dakota Watson have those kind of games, and then you saw Vontaris Dora even have those types of games. And Dora didn't make the roster. So, yeah, maybe this is one of those games where it's like, okay, you had a really good one game. Now, now let's back see. it up. Yeah, now yeah. back it up. So you're absolutely right. I'm still anxious to see what the tight ends do. I mean, this seriously, the tight ends have just been absolutely nowhere in, in preseason. Virgil Green now, I think, is the leading receiver after last week's game. You know, <laughs> or le leading tight end in terms of receiving after last week's game because he had two for 30. But I haven't seen much from him or A.J. Derby or Jeff Hireman. I just wonder if, 
you know, I think it's going to be a passing game. I think the Broncos have their four running backs now. They they were iffy on Jamal Charles, but if it's not C.J. Anderson, Booker, Charles, and D'Angelo Anderson to start the season, I will be pretty much shocked. So I think they're going to air it out a ton. Sure. Um, I now they may even have to bring in another quarterback for that. Or you may see Kyle Sloter playing the whole game because Paxton Lynch has a bum shoulder now. But I think you're going to see Cody Latimer, Benny Fowler fighting for it. I think you're right. I think Jordan Taylor did get that spot. I think he consistently shows at least getting open. I know Trevor Lake's throwing to him, but he's not throwing to Jordan Taylor, you know, like Paxton Lynch did when he's covered. Jordan Taylor's open when, when Trevor throws to him. So I think the wide receivers are another position to kind of look at. Uh, Khalif Raymond has been doing well in practice, but I haven't seen him do anything much in games. So th- that's that's the position group I'm kind of just looking for in this next preseason game. Um, if I watch the whole thing, that's the other thing. It's, it's the last And again, you know, and, and I've been on the bandwagon that uh, we need to eliminate this fourth preseason game because let's look at the Broncos. They essentially have all their roster spots and depth charts filled out. Mm-hmm. Um there's, this is nice to get tape for some other guys who are not going to make the team, as well as all 30 other two uh, teams that are in the league. But this is just a game that is, it's nice to see some of those, like we said, those second, third string guys who have had good games, right. kind of put stamp of approvals on them. But I think majorly the roster spots are already taken. Yeah, I'd rather have this fourth preseason game as a first developmental league season game. Sure. <laughs> That's, sure. You know, That's a good way to put it. only players playing. That's what I would like to see. So from Saturday's performance, the Broncos, again, are 3-0. and They haven't lost a preseason game. Has the preseason changed your mind on what this team is going to be this year, or is it? do you still think this is going to be a fringe playoff team, third in the AFC West at best? I, I, I peg them kind of in that mediocrity 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and mm-hmm. going to be kind of in that fringe wild card spot just about the rest of the year, and that was assuming they were guided under Trevor Simeon, right. and now that the Trevor Simeon announcement has been made, I, there it hasn't been too much that's changed. The offensive line has improved, mm-hmm. but that's not to say much because they were awful last year. They were right. tremendously bad. <laughs> yeah. um, it's the, not the hard de- to improve from zero. The defense <laughs> certainly will be the defense, so uh, you know you can, you can bank almost a solid 6-7 wins solely because of how right. good they are. But the offense will struggle. This is a, a team that, unfortunately, is going to also run into very good AFC West teams. Mm-hmm. And so somewhere in that 8-8, eight and eight, you know, if you're really optimistic, 9-7, and seven, this is going to be a very much a 7-9, 8-8 eight and eight season unless they stun me. At the moment, I'm going to say it's, it's, it's too early. But my, my feeling about it is that we're – almost going to see like last year. Last year they started out hot. This year they have four of the first five at home. Sure. That's where the defense is going to be helped out the most with the fans. And then if you can get, you know, if you can get four and one in the season, that's a or four and one in the first five games, that's a great start. Uh, and then you look at the rest of the year, you would think, well, all right, so they start with all those home games and then they're going to end on a pretty tough schedule. So that's where you kind of see the down, you know, the downhill slope that we saw last year. And so hopefully... Hopefully those, and I, again, I think those first five games are going to be drastically important because at least if you do well at home and you do well in those first games, you could at least build some momentum. And maybe Trevor Simeon gets really comfortable in the McCoy offense and they find something that's working. Maybe the running game does actually click and they learn how to convert on mm. third and ones. But at the moment, it just feels like prepare to see kind of what we saw last year. The defense is going to basically keep this team in the game 
And if bounces don't go the Broncos' way, or one play just doesn't go the Broncos' way, they'll probably lose. Or if they get that one bounce and or just one lucky play, they will win the game. And so that's where the 8-8, eight 9-7, and 7-9 eight, and seven, seven and nine records really do come in. And so, yeah, I think that's... I think that's just and, a kind of limbo year for the Broncos. And it is going to be one of those years where it's going to be hanging on by a thread. Because, again, let's think. I mean, if Kansas City uh, doesn't nail the field goal in overtime, right. uh, that's right. a switched game. Yep. If Will Parks wear black shoes, that's a switched <laughs> right. game. Right. Uh, Gano in the home opener, uh-huh. that's a switch game. These are all games basically, you know, I know there's so much more that goes into these games, but one play dictated the difference. Yep. So it is crucial for the hot start because then you run into the three game road stand the the Chargers Chiefs Eagles and then you follow that uh, that up with New England uh, right. which is a brutal one yep. since he is no pushover right. and then it's again back to the AFC West at Oakland I mean, th- this this is a <sighs> very brutal stretch <laughs> yeah, that if uh, you are a team that gets out of that first five and you don't have a winning record out of that yeah. it could be a long long, long year. year yes all right well there you go again one more week the Broncos play the Cardinals at home on, what is it, Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. Yep. All right. And then they have, geez, 10, 11 days off until the Monday night opener. Yep, because they're, they're playing Monday night. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So. All right, so there you go. Ronnie, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate this was, it. This was great on a nice Monday morning. I am off to Broncos headquarters. They're talking today. They're going to have, I hope they have more of a practice than we saw last Thursday, which was... Is it lackluster? Uh, I mean, I don't even think they were full speed walking. Ah. Like, that's how boring that was. So we'll, uh, we'll hope to have some... some Power that. walking. I will, yes, yes, I will have a recap video from that, and then we'll have, of course, podcasts from the Broncos Blitz and all the other podcasts from 5280 Sports Network the rest of the week. Ronnie, thanks for joining me. My name is Ryan Green. This is the Broncos Blitz on 5280 Sports Network.